Yeah, his rubber ducky wouldn't float and sink, and you know he was having problems. Pasta. Pasta. <laughs> Depends on how you like your pasta. Hey, this is Robert. We're continuing to hit record and inviting our friends to join us in a series of episodes we're calling Dispatches from Our Bunkers. I suppose this is part group therapy and a good excuse for all of us to get together. This week, David, or otherwise known as T-Storm 2000, one of our listeners, joins us for a -a one-of-a-kind water quiz. David was also the inspiration for our Blue Ghost story from our last season. But first, David Bays, Executive Director of South Carolina Water Association, joins us and discusses the behind-the-scenes decision to cancel South Carolina's largest water conference in March. We were heading towards record numbers. We already had 1,700 folks registered, and we usually have registrations on site. So we were heading for a record year. We had the exhibit hall was sold out. Uh, That's 220 exhibitors or so. So it's a very big deal. You know, I remember when we canceled it, I almost felt like, you know, I'd lost a a close relative or something because everybody was so looking forward to uh, the conference. So we were still based on the advice we were getting from DHEC and CDC Monday and Tuesday of last week, still going ahead with conference. We were planning on taking precautions and having hand sanitizer and having messages about no shaking hands. Uh, But then that Thursday, uh, the bottom really just dropped out. We had the utilities started one after the other, issuing travel bans for their utilities. Uh, the consulting firms started doing the same thing. And so by Thursday evening, we had probably about 50% of our uh, speakers drop out. And of course, when we got together Friday morning to make a final decision, the advice now from CDC and DHEC had changed to now not recommending mass gatherings. So Friday morning, I met with the leadership and we made the decision as much as uh, everybody wanted to have a conference this year. We just really couldn't proceed with, you know, public with the safety of our attendees and exhibitors and the general health of uh, the population. It really was just something that we couldn't do. This week, we thought we'd try something completely different. What better way to share a laugh besides actually getting together in person, we thought would be to have a friendly competition. David Ladner and his son developed the first ever outfall water quiz. The contestants are David Bays, David, AKA T-Storm 2000, Amy, and myself. All right, well, I have three subject areas, water ecosystems, water and wastewater treatment, and fluid mechanics. Oh my gosh. So why don't we let our guest, David Bayes, choose the topic, the first topic. Well, I'm, I'm a hydrogeologist by training, so I stayed away from fluid mechanics on, on purpose, so ecosystem sounds good. Okay. The first question, this is actually Isaac's question. What is a vernal pond? A, a pond that only forms in the spring. B, a spring-fed pond. Or C, 
a pond where fish are born in the spring. <laughs> okay, it is incorrect. No, mine is, is incorrect, so I'm negative one. Yeah, the, the answer is A, a pond that only forms in the spring. Hmm. Whoa. And the root word vernal relates to spring. Yeah. Kind of like the vernal equinox, the spring mm. equinox. I'm not listening to Patrick McMillan enough. <laughs> <laughs> Great question, Isaac. <laughs> okay. Um, next topic: water and wastewater treatment. Which order makes the most sense for a drinking water treatment plant? A. Sedimentation, flocculation, filtration. B. Flocculation, sedimentation, filtration. C. Flocculation, filtration, sedimentation. That David Hart, you got that one. B. B. Flocculation, sedimentation, filtration. Good. You are correct. Fluid mechanics. Which famous fluid mechanician would you most likely connect with a pedo tube? Pasoy <laughs> or A. Pasoy. B. Stokes or C. Bernoulli. Ooh. Beep, 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 beep. All right. Bernoulli. Bernoulli. Bernoulli, that is the correct answer. Excellent. Jumping back to water ecosystems. Which is considered a keystone species in an ocean environment? A. Planktonic algae. B. Loggerhead sea turtles. Or C. Tiger sharks. Beep. Amy. I'm going to say A. A. Planktonic algae is incorrect. Oh! oh. <laughs> the keystone species in this case is, is C, a tiger shark. <clears throat> this, this was actually one that Isaac came up with, and he learned it at his, um, what do they call it, his barrier island field trip a few weeks ago. We're super excited that he had that field trip and it wasn't canceled by COVID-19. Uh because we got that question. All right. Water and wastewater treatment. Question number two in that category. What letter is typically used to denote the velocity gradient? A, V, B, U, C, G. Someone's tapping out. (laughs) C, G. All right, who was that? David Hart. David Hart, excellent. I would have expected you to get that one. Yes, the G value is the velocity gradient. I guess that could have could have been a fluid mechanics sort of question too. All right. Question number two. Oh, did you have a question or a thought? I, I would like to challenge that Keystone species one. I, I'm I'm doing some reading, and I, I think oh, oh. I no googling, think. no googling. <laughs> this is after the fact. <laughs> Okay, what does what does Google say a keystone species is? Well, it's anything that's considered a vital part of the ecosystem, without which it would fall apart or look very different. And because mm. platonic algae are so important, it's not a formal designation. Scientists may debate which plants or animals in a particular ecosystem deserve the title. Some say the concept oversimplifies one plant or animal's role. Anyway, predators are important, but so are things that are also in the bottom of the food chain. Okay. But we 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 can we can proceed. I, I just <laughs> was, I was 
was worried. <laughs> My whole life has been a lie. <laughs> so get get ready, Amy, because um, fluid mechanics. What would you use to know if you can scale a physical model to a smaller size? A, the diffusion coefficient. B, the Froude number. Or C, the velocity gradient. Ding. Amy. I'm going to say B. B, the Froude number. Am I wrong again? Isn't it fruit number? No, is that the way we say it? Oh, maybe it's fruit, yeah. <clears throat> David? Maybe it is fruit number. I'm trying to remember. What? I think. David Bates, what do you remember? Yeah, I think it's. Well, I think the answer is A, but. <laughs> <laughs> so the answer is B, the Froude or the Fruit number. And yes, I'm remembering back to our podcast episode where mm-hmm. we talked with another David, David Worth, and he educated us about the fruit number. And I think he did say fruit number, right? I think so. Okay, great. All right, that's 10 questions so far. So who got I, that? That was Amy? Was that Amy? That was Amy, yeah. All right. I, I really wanted Amy to be negative one throughout this whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, at this point, I'm proud to be zero. Yeah. <laughs> but it's negative one with an asterisk anyway, right? Oh, because yes. It, it was a challenge. Oh, challenge. All right. All right. All right. Going. Back to water ecosystems then? Yep. Yep. How much salt, like what salt concentration would you expect in an estuary? A, 5,000 milligrams per liter total dissolved solids. B, 50,000 milligrams per liter total dissolved solids. Or C, 500,000 milligrams per liter total dissolved solids. Hmm. Everything I was thinking was in terms of pasta. 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 (laughs) (laughs) Depends on how you like your pasta. Ah, right. All right, David Bates, you you got this one. uh, I think it's A. You're right. Plus one. 5,000 milligrams per liter total dissolved solids. Water and wastewater treatment. In drinking water disinfection, we typically use a term called log removal. What percent removal is equal to three log removal? Is it 99.9%, B, 1,000%, like one with three zeros, or C, 30%? Ding. David Hart. Hey. A, 99.9%. David Bays, you had that one too? Yes. All right. I'm going to give both of y'all points just just because I'm that kind of (laughs) guy. There's a pandemic going on. You can be generous, right? All right. Fluid mechanics. If you have a system with Reynolds number of 0.01, would you most likely call that A, turbulent, B, transitional, or C, laminar? Bing, bing. It's David. It'd be laminar. Laminar flow, yes. Oh, right. David Bay's coming alive. Good job. All right. I hope this will be an entertaining question. 
Oh no. Back to back to ecosystems, water ecosystems. If a fish loses weight through which <laughs> orifice of its body would the weight would the weight leave? <laughs> All right, let, let me repeat the question real quick. If a fish loses weight through which orifice of its body would its weight leave? A the anus. B, the scales, or C, the gills? C, gills. C, gills, all right. And can you elaborate on your response? How would it lose weight through the gills? It's, it's, basically, it's the byproduct of the energy being expended. There you go. I can't remember exactly how that is, but I remember hearing that within the last few months. Okay, wow. yeah. Amazingly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, nice. Yeah, I'm going to sleep uh, with PBS on, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe listening to the Outfall podcast. <laughs> was, was that where we that came from? We talked about it. Yeah, we did talk about it in one of the water shorts. Uh, basically, when you burn energy, you burn fats and whatnot, you, it turns into CO2, just like burning a campfire. It's carbon dioxide that's emitted, so you breathe that out and force... Uh, of course, fish breathe through their gills, so there you go. Good credit to the app. <laughs> All right. We are into water and wastewater treatment. Of the following, which is usually done first in wastewater treatment? A, secondary treatment. B, grit removal. Or C, anaerobic digestion. <laughs> David, you're just ding, being kind. Dingby. <laughs> All right. I didn't really think about who was going to be answering these questions, so they're definitely more geared toward people who uh, do things like I teach in class because these are all a lot, from, a lot from my classes. All right, fluid mechanics again. Where might you see a hydraulic jump? So this is like the water resources engineering folks, I guess. A hydraulic jump, A, next to a pier in the ocean, B, in a water main of a city, or C, in the spillway below a dam. Bing, 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 bing. Mm-hmm. The dam. The dam, below the dam, yes. Hydraulic jumps are cool. Check them out on YouTube. Some nice videos. Okay, we're down to the last question in water ecosystems. How does plastic kill sea animals? Oh, this is this is kind of a a um, morbid question. This is one that Isaac came up with. I didn't. Know. Oh. How does plastic kill sea animals? A poisons them. B corrodes them. Or C starves them. Ding. Amy. I will say C with a qualified A. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I see that you and Isaac are going to have to have a conversation on the side here. <laughs> but yes, C, C starves them with a qualified A, I think is valid. All right. Last question in water and wastewater treatment. Drinking water treatment plants must be capable of removing viruses. Oh, that's uh, appropriate for this time of year. Which law stipulates this uh, virus removal in drinking water treatment plants? A, the Safe Drinking Water Act. B, the Clean Water Act. Or C, the Resource Conservation and Recovery Act. Ding, ding. 
Yes. <laughs> Safe Drinking Water Act. Yeah. There you go. The Safe Drinking. You water know, act. David Bayes, if you had gotten that one wrong. <laughs> yes, <laughs> Mr. D. <Dehack. laughs> well, it would have been okay. He represents both the water and the wastewater right. industries, so uh, both laws were valid there. I guess the RECRA was not. But yeah. funny thing about the Clean Water Act, my professor always used to tell me the Clean Water Act is about dirty water, and that always stuck with me. All right, fluid mechanics. Last question in fluid mechanics. Archimedes is a historical figure in fluid mechanics. He is famous for jumping out of his bath and, ye- and yelling. What did he yell, Amy? I don't remember. <laughs> but you have heard of Archimedes, I guess, yes. right? <laughs> oh, Eureka! Eureka! You got it! <laughs> <laughs> This is the great legend. Um, we'll we'll give Archimedes. a plus one to Amy. Just I'll put a little asterisk beside that one. <laughs> so yeah, he's famous for jumping out of his bath, and one has to assume that he was naked when he jumped out of the bath, just for your, you know, to get the visual correct in your head. Jumped out of his bath and yelled, "Eureka!" What property had he just gained insight about? A density. B, viscosity, or C, hardness? Ding! Amy. Density. Density. Can you tell us the rest of the story? What what problem was he mulling over as he took his bath? Something about displacing water. Yeah, his rubber ducky wouldn't float and sink, and, you know, he was having problems. Eureka! If I could only install a, a polyurethane bladder into my rubber ducky. So. <laughs> now, does anybody know that the story behind it? No. So we should we should do a little water short on this maybe one day. But he was trying to figure out the the king had a suspicion that the person who had made his recent crown had put silver into the crown Mm -hmm. instead of pure gold, even though he's supposed to use pure gold. And Archimedes and lots of people knew about density already, actually, and they knew how to measure. They knew that gold was more dense than silver, but to measure the volume is tricky for something like a crown that is oddly shaped. So he realized he could insert it into the water, he could watch how much water it displaces, and then he would know the volume, and he'd be able to calculate the density. All right, that's all I got for y'all. So, I don't know if those questions were entertaining or not, but um, hopefully we've learned a little bit while we suffer through COVID-19. <laughs> well, I, I will report on the winners tonight, and it, it's uh, I think it's very appropriate. Uh, we have a tie. All right. David Hart and David Bates. Y'all are both winners. Aww. And there is a loser, and I was, I was hoping it was going to be Amy. But, uh, Amy beat me by one point, so I am the loser in this bunch here. So. Taking it for the team. Yes. We appreciate Snowball. that. Yes. David was just being gracious. <laughs> <laughs> 
awesome. Well, I appreciate it. I, I appreciate y'all uh, joining us and for some uh, fun pandemic stress relief. David Ladner, anything as we close? I just closed with the thing I was hoping for SEEC this year. As people were dropping out and I was still going to go, I was planning on winning that race on the beach. <laughs> Because I was thinking maybe I would be the only one there. <laughs> but alas, it was not to be. Oh. Uh, so. Well, listen, everyone have a good night. Yeah, good night. <laughs> all right. Thank Later. you all. Stay safe. Thanks, Rob. All right. Take care.